This is the message from Connection Community Church for Sunday, December 3rd, 2023. Red Carpet Christmas, the RSVP, given by Disciple Member Jeremy Hall. Good morning, Connection Community Church. How's everybody doing today? Good. My name's Jeremy Hall. I'm a disciple member here at Connection Community Church. Forgive my voice. I know when you guys usually see me up here, I'm doing announcements. Uh, had a head cold earlier this week. Everything's back to normal except my voice, but God made sure I had just enough to give today's message. And uh, it truly is an honor to be here to give today's message. How about a round of applause for our two uh, Connection youth that did that video, Harrison and Kira. That was awesome. That was fantastic. Uh, it's such an honor to be here to help usher in our Christmas season and our Advent series. This year, our Advent series is entitled Red Carpet Christmas. And what is a red carpet Christmas? When we think of a red carpet, we think of award shows, celebrities, we think of royalty, anybody who we feel we want to show adoration for, respect for. But sometimes as a society, I think it's easy to forget that there was only one person who ever lived on earth that really deserved that red carpet adoration, and that was Jesus Christ. So for this season, and hopefully every season, we're going to pay tribute to that and remember the true VIP, the King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Now, if you would, please pray for me, with me. If you would pray for me, that would be wonderful too. Holy Father, we come to you today with thanks, with praise for everything you've provided for us, for the opportunity to worship you, your son, and of course, his arrival here on earth. We pray for Carrie and Alan that they have safe travels back here home. And we pray that this message touches someone who needs it. I also ask that this message might give some inspiration for people that when they leave here, they can be confident about sharing your word, your truth, and your way with everybody they come across. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. All right. So the start of the red carpet Christmas is going to be about RSVPs. And RSVP in French stands for Respondez s'il vous plaît. So glad I took French in high school because I didn't have to Google that. And what that means is, will you please respond? And we, we get invitations from all sorts, for all sorts of things. We get invitations for weddings. You may have gotten an invitation for a graduation. You may have gotten an invitation just for, you know, a friend's get-together. And invitations could come in the mail, but they could also be a text message. It could be a phone call. It could be an email. It might be somebody that just mentions it to you in person. But here's the thing about invitations. Invitations usually require a response. In RSVP, you've got to decide if you're going to attend <clears throat> or if you're going to decline. And sometimes those responses are a no-brainer, right? So if I have a relative who I have a very close relationship with and they are inviting me to a wedding, 
It's a no-brainer. Check in the box. We'll attend. Easy peasy. If I get invited to a get-together by a coworker, and this coworker I know for a fact sneaks into the lunchroom and takes little bites of everybody's lunch when nobody's looking, I'm probably inclined to quickly decline that invitation. Sometimes, you know, it takes some thought. Sometimes it's not so quick. Sometimes we have to think about how we're going to respond to that invitation. Sometimes it takes prayer. For instance, if I receive that same wedding invitation from a relative I'm close with, but I currently have plans to be on vacation that weekend, I may need some extra time to think that through. I may need to see if my vacation is refundable. I may need to say if I'm able to change my travel dates. If I receive the invitation from the break room nibbler and I find out a bunch of my friends are going to be there and I actually enjoy hanging out with them and enjoy their company, I may actually weigh the pros and cons of going to that party. It may not be a quick decline. I may need to spend some time thinking about how I'm going to respond. But what about when God sends us an invitation? How do we respond to God's invitations? How do we even recognize that God has sent us an invitation? Do we take our time sending back the RSVP? Uh, Do we take the time to pray and to talk to God before responding? I'm going to tell you, I remember the first time I got an invitation from God that I knew was from God. And this was just a few weeks after I was baptized right here on this stage. I was at my local grocery store. It's the uh, Acme in Price's Corner. And I was going in to get just a few items, right? I'm not big on spending all day in the grocery store. I went in and I went out. And I go in the store, I get a couple items. And here's the thing. I always have this necklace on, and I'm sure many of us in here do. It's got a cross on it. This necklace, you've probably never seen it before because I always wear it under my shirt, tucked away as close to my heart as I can get it. And usually that's where it always stays. So I'm at the grocery store, picking out the items I need. And this young girl comes up to me and she says, I really like your necklace. And I look down, I'm like, and there it is. My necklace had found its way outside of my undershirt, outside of the tight hoodie I had around my neck, just dangling there for everybody to see. What a moment. What a moment. This girl says to me, she says, hey, listen, I'm about to go on my first mission trip. I don't know anybody I'm going with, and I've never left the country before. Will you pray with me? And I was like, wow, this is an invitation from God. I said, you know what? What's your name? And she told me her name. And it was important I asked what her name was because I was going to go home and I was going to pray for her. That's not what she asked. She didn't ask me to pray for her. She asked me to pray with her. But my discomfort in praying with a stranger, let alone in the middle of the grocery store, allowed me to think she said pray for her. But she didn't. And I had just been baptized. I had just declared to the world for anybody who wanted to see or hear that I was ready to follow Jesus for the rest of my life. And here I am, and I can't even pray to him 
with somebody who needs help with a conference call to him because I'm in a grocery store in front of strangers. So I needed an out. I was not comfortable with praying in front of people. I needed an out. I needed something that was going to get me out of this situation, and I didn't know how to respond. And I looked to the left, and I just saw that there was what was on the grocery shelf. And I looked at her, and I said, you want to pray right here, right next to the jars of peanut butter? That was my out. That was what I thought was going to save me from having to leave my comfort zone and pray with this girl. I tried to RSVP God with no. I decline. Will not attend. He got it. He got it in the mail. He said, you know what? Return to sender. Send it right back down to me. Because sometimes it doesn't matter how you RSVP because it is God's will that will be done. So I thought I was safe. I said, right next to the peanut butter? And she says, while holding out her hands, of course. <laughs> and she didn't even have to say of course. She didn't have to say anything because the look on her face said everything. It said she was confident in her faith that she could pray whenever, wherever, and in front of whoever she wanted. She's 20-nothing, same age as my stepdaughter. And in that small, tiny moment, taught me so much about having strength and faith. And it, it was an amazing experience. And so you know what? I accepted the invitation after God sent it back to me. Reached out, held her hand, and we prayed for her trip. We prayed for her safety. We prayed for everybody on her trip. Guess what? Nobody said anything to us. Nobody gave me weird looks. That was all in my head. I had to get out of my head to accept that invitation from God. And here's the thing. It's not the only time I've done that. I actually had to deal with the same sort of issue when accepting the invitation to be up here today. I can play drums up here. I can do morning announcements, but I can't share the word of God. Who am I? I'm not worthy. I don't deserve to be up here. There's so many more people that deserve to share the word of God that have spent so much more time walking with Jesus than I do. But you know what? No. We're all worthy of sharing God's word. It's actually our duty. In the day that Pastor Allen dumped way too much water on my head. <laughs> I took on that duty. I said I will spread the word. I said I would do what it takes to share God's message with people who need to hear it. So Carrie and Alan texted me, and they said, hey, I think this might be a right time for you. How do you feel about preaching December 3rd? My first instinct, instinct was no. It was no. But I said, you know what? Let me talk to God about this for a little bit. I'll get back to you later in the day. They said, we expect nothing less. So I did. I talked to God. And the funny thing was, the exact moment I started praying to God about this situation, I realized that they had told me it was about Mary and Joseph, that I'd be sharing the message. Quickly, I started to think, well, what did God ask of Mary and Joseph? A lot. 
a whole lot more than peanut butter is going to get me out of. So who was I to say no? All of a sudden, I sound ridiculous thinking I can say no to this invitation. So I checked the box, yes, we'll attend. And I sent it back up to God. And that's, that's, that shows that sometimes we have to talk to God before we can accept invitations, even though his will is done. How we respond makes a difference. I don't feel I responded right in either situation. But what does this have to do with the start of Advent? What does this have to do with Mary and Joseph? There have been a few people in history who have received the mothers of all invitations. No pun intended to Mary. I know, it's not funny. But when I think about it, here's who comes to mind. Moses, what an invitation. Noah, what an invitation. And Mary and Joseph, what an invitation. Imagine receiving the invitation to being the parents of the Son of God, to be the mother and stepfather of the King of Kings, the Lord of creation. It kind of makes my fear of praying with someone in a grocery store seem really silly. We read in Luke chapter 1, verses 26 through 28, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored, the Lord is with you. I've received some pretty ornate invitations in my past. I've received video invitations. I've received invitations that come in like within animation. I've never received an invitation like this. Could you imagine instead of getting a letter in the mail, you get one of God's angels right in front of you. And I know what you're saying. You're probably saying, Jeremy, that wasn't an invitation. That was a message. Gabriel was delivering a message from God. It was not an invitation. And that's correct. But regardless of whether Mary had a choice in this matter or not, she still had to respond. In some way, she had to respond. She had to give some sort of RSVP. And as Christians, we're given examples of how to respond to God, whether it's by invitation or by expectation, all throughout the Bible. Some of us may not have been able to respond like Mary did. Some of us probably would have jumped out of bed, started running and screaming out of the house as fast as we could down the streets of Nazareth. I'm probably one of those people. That's probably how I would have responded. But that's not what Mary does. The book of Luke gives us a perfect example of how we can respond or RSVP to God. After the angel Gabriel explained to Mary how she has found favor with God and how she will give birth to a son named Jesus who will reign over Israel forever in a kingdom that will never end, she responds with this in Luke chapter 1, verse 38. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. Wow. She could have responded a million different 
ways. Her life here on earth just changed forever. She could have said a number of things. She could have said, well, what, what will the people think of me? Um, I'm, aren't I going to get ridiculed? People aren't going to believe that this unwed pregnancy is miraculous. And they certainly aren't going to believe that I have been chosen to bring God down from heaven to be with all of us here on earth. But that's not how she responded. She certainly didn't say, right here, next to the peanut butter? No. She said, I belong to God. Let's do this. That's how you RSVP to God. That's, I, I hope that in the future I will have invitations from God that I'm able to accept with that much enthusiasm and confidence. And how about Joseph? Joseph, he was engaged to Mary. When Joseph found out Mary was pregnant, he wanted to break off the engagement. And he contemplated it until he too, <clears throat> excuse me, was visited by an angel in his sleep. In Matthew chapter 1, verses 20 through 21, as he considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son. And you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. And again, not sure how I would respond if I were in Joseph's shoes. In Matthew chapter 1, verse 24, when Joseph woke up, he did what the angel, uh, the angel of the Lord had commanded him and took Mary home as his wife. And I think it's easy for us to say, oh, he did the right thing. That's what I would have done, clearly. But here's the thing. We know how that story goes. We know how that story ends. We know that that, that humble little beginning of a story really changed everything for all of us. But Joseph didn't know that. He had, this story hadn't unfolded. He had to make a decision. And he knew right then and there that he was going to listen to God, take God's commands, and do what he was supposed to do. He needed something in order to do that. And it's something we all need when we RSVP to God. We have to have a certain ingredient in the ink that we are signing that RSVP with. And that ingredient is faith. We have to have faith that what God is asking of us, that it's what we need to do. We have to have faith that his plan is bigger than anything we can see or comprehend. We have to have faith that our insecurities, what we think others are going to think of us, are nothing compared to what God expects and demands from us. And that's the thing. Sometimes we can look at them as invitations. Sometimes we can look at them as our duty. As Christians, when we're called upon by God to do something, that we need to do it. It's always to fulfill God's will. Not ours, but God's. And there were also a few other invitations handed out the night of Jesus' birth. There were shepherds 
in a field nearby watching over their flock of sheep when an invitation from God was presented to them. And again, this invitation was sent in the form of an angel. In Luke chapter 2, verse 9, suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. They were terrified. Those are my people. They were terrified. I have met a lot of faithful people in my life. I am a rookie when it comes to walking with Jesus amongst friends and peers that I know and how long they've been walking and how strong their faith is. And I can tell you, no matter how faithful I grow, I would probably still be terrified at this situation. It's hard not to. So here we have some shepherds who receive a message from God, but they don't respond exactly as Mary does. It says they were terrified. But the angel reassured them. He said to them, don't be afraid. The angel told them that a baby had been born in Bethlehem and that they would find this baby wrapped in strips of cloth and lying in a manger. And then suddenly more angels arrived from heaven and praised God. Luke chapter 2, verse 15. When the angels had returned to heaven, the shepherds said to each other, let's go to Bethlehem. Let's see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. They signed their RSVP. They weren't as quick to react as Mary was, terrified at first, understood what was happening, signed the RSVP. And the thing was, they signed it with that ink that contains faith. That's the important thing. The things we can't see sometimes are the most important parts about our faith. And that can include invitations from God. God invited these shepherds to be the first to see the arriving king. And these shepherds RSVP'd by hurrying to the village. So they didn't just do as God instructed. They did it with speed and enthusiasm. And there's something to be said about that as well. If we're writing that RSVP with our faith in the ink, our faith should be strong enough to not only write the acceptance, but to also write it with enthusiasm. If we are truly faithful and trust that everything God asks of us is for his glory, we really should be excited to accept whatever tasks he asks of us. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, it says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And I love seeing that word hope because most of my life, the word hope to me was always the same as wish, right? I hope I get a Nintendo for Christmas when I was a kid. I, I hope I make the baseball team this year. It was the same thing as wish. And a lot of messages that our pastors have given to us have stuck with me over the years. But one really in particular is when Pastor Kerry explained what hope really is. Hope isn't just wishing for something to happen. Hope is for asking God for something to happen and knowing that it's going to happen, claiming it's going to happen. Hoping and wishing are two very different things. And in Hebrews, it says, what we faith is confidence in what we hope for 
and assurance, another piece of that faith, assurance about what we do not see, that what he asks of us is what needs to be done, not what we're thinking. Faith is required when we respond to God's invitations. We don't see his plan. We can't see his plan. We must have faith that what God asks of us is what is meant to be. And I understand that now. I understand that I can't rely on my short-sightedness. Again, no pun intended. I can't rely on my inability to know God's will. I can't rely on my my reluctance to leave my comfort zone. Because here's the thing. In the grocery store, what I was really concerned about was what strangers are going to think of me praying in the middle of the grocery store next to jars of peanut butter. Here's the 8 billion people on this planet. Guess what? Not a single one of them is our judge. Not one of them. But somebody has to say or think about how I practice my faith as a Christian. It means nothing. It doesn't. The only judgment that matters is how I appear in the eyes of the Lord. And that's the only judge I need to be concerned with. I need to have faith that God sends me invitations for a reason a purpose, to fulfill his will and not mine. Sometimes we need to get out of our own head to stop being concerned about how we feel about a calling God has sent us and instead be excited, enthusiastic, and faithful that he has sent it to us for a greater purpose, that he's using us for his purpose, a purpose that we'll probably never know or never understand. That's part of the faith. Not knowing for sure, not seeing, that's part of faith. That's how I plan on responding to God's invitations from now on. My RSVPs to God, I want them to have nothing to do with me and my personal feelings. But instead with eagerness to to be obedient to God and to, to accomplish what he has asked of me. And what about you? Can you be eager To be obedient? Like, not just be obedient, be be excited to be obedient? I hope we can all leave here today filled with faith that God has a purpose for us and that his purpose, much bigger than we are. I hope we can recognize when he has asked something from each of us, and I hope that we're able to respond accordingly. And I think... If we take the time to talk to him about those invitations, we'll be able to get there. I know I'm going to try. Now, I'd like to pray. Holy Father, thank you for the time that we have spent here today. Thank you for all of the gifts in our life. With the upcoming season, we pray that people remember what it's about. And remember the true gift we all received that one Christmas when Jesus was born. I pray that people leave here with Jesus in their hearts, shining so brightly that it blinds people out there that need to see it. That they follow the light to the open doors of a house like this where they can learn about Jesus in the true VIP he was. It is in your name that we pray. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the message from Connection Community Church. For more information and to find out more about our ministries, you can visit us on our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302-378-7692. Thanks again for listening. Connection Community Church, connecting people with Jesus and the new life he offers. Thank you.